We have a special episode today on Chili Bakes. In case you wanted to know a little bit more about me, I have a lovely guest today. It's John Chow, who's one of my fellow pod mates. I don't know if, he, if that's even a word, but I'm going to call him that. And he's here to uh, chat with me. And we're just going to answer some questions that maybe you don't know about me and, and hopefully you want to know. So here's John. Say Everybody say hi to John. Hi, John. <laughs> well, if, if podmates is not a word, we're going to make it a word because that's a brilliant word. I love it. And we are definitely <laughs> podmates. Um, thank you for having me on. It's just so fun to be able to have a chance to ask you some questions, pick your brain on who you are, hear a little bit about the story of you growing up. I know I got to hear a little bit um, earlier, and there's just so many fascinating things that, I mean, to start, you, uh, we found out this uh, recently on the Instagram speed podcasting that you were on, that you've been just baking and then giving it away. And there's a very evident, generous nature in you, Carolyn. Where do you think that comes from? Oh, you're, that's, you're so kind. Um, and the generous nature. Um, you know, I always want to be a light and a love to people. Like that's the, my prayer, a daily prayer. I just ask to be a light and a love to other people. And um, mm. I think uh, my mom is this, I, she passed away in um, May of this year, uh, but mm. she was always very welcoming. Like if there were people at the church who didn't have somewhere to go at Thanksgiving, she invited them over or, you know, Christmas or you just always wanted to have people over. My friends came over and um, she would want to have them for dinner. Not for, we weren't eating my friends, but she would have them invite them over for dinner. And she, you know, we'd always have nice meals together and, and she, her home was open Wow. Um, she just made kids of all my friends. So she just it, invited people in and I want, I like to help people. I want to invite people in. I want people who are in the same situation with me as far as gluten-free and baking to have the same tools I have. And I, I'd like to um, distribute that. And, and when I actually bake stuff, I'm always foisting them off on people. And I, mm-hmm. it's fun. Why would I bake and keep it to myself? That's half the fun, right? Yes, 100%. I feel like the the deliciousness of all the things that come out of your kitchen, they are meant to be a source of spreading joy. I love that we can spread joy through our words, but why not spread joy through baked goods? That's brilliant. Yeah, it's it was how I, I tried to get the attention of boys in high school. It was not the most successful tactic, but I didn't earn <laughs> friends of my baking. I would be like, here, cute boy, have a, some cookies, you know. Hey, it, it actually does work. It's the way to a man's heart. It's their stomach. So you were, that's very wise of you. How, how old were you when you started baking? Um, I started baking, I want to say, I made pudding at eight. I know that was like the first thing they let me make and it was kind oh, of a nightmare. Fun. But I started baking probably around 10 or 11, maybe. Whoa. Like actual baking my own, you know, like not my own recipes, but getting in the kitchen and getting into trouble. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I was still probably like figuring out how Legos work at the age of 10. So I'm impressed that you are baking and like understanding how to follow instructions of volume and like what quantity of things to put in. Where did that interest come from? Was it just like your mom did it? So you did it along with her or like you asked to bake? Um, You know, I think it came from, I mean, my mom's a, a really good cook. My grandmother, who's Greek and I think she's Greek and French. She was always this amazing cook and she would, you know, she just had this house where you walk in and there's this smell of food and and she had lovely clothes and she was just this great person, uh, this presence. And 
she was smart and she had their own business and, and she was this amazing cook and she'd like get these recipes from all over. And so what she did for me, she gave me a huge gift at about, I don't know if it was 12 or 13. She gave me my first cookbook and I read it like a novel. I went through and I would just try out the recipes. And then she gave me a subscription to Bon Appetit, which I did the same thing every month it would come and I would pour through it and I cut stuff out and try it and do all this stuff. So that was in the kitchen was the place where I had free reign, where it was like, here you go. And I got really good feedback. And so, of course, I'm like, oh, you like these cookies? I'm going to try to make these, you know? So that's where mm-hmm. it came from, I think. Yeah. That makes so much sense. You mentioned earlier um, when we were not recording that you were kind of a homebody when you were growing up. And so the kitchen must have been your kingdom. I love it. Yeah. And literally Friday, Saturday nights, I was baking. I, that's what I did most Friday and Saturday nights. Oh, so good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the pool halls, as my dad would say, not that I was ever in the pool hall. <laughs> no, but also I'm sure you were saved from a lot of uh, unnecessary drama from that as well. And I mean, just the skill set alone, I know so many people in their 20s or 30s who are afraid of the oven or are, are very uncomfortable with the kitchen and, you know, intimidated by ingredients. And you have developed that over time. What's been, what was your like first really proud moment for baking? For baking, uh, does candy making count as baking? I think uh, uh, making English toffee in like wow, which is you know it's kind of an involved process with you know you have to get the right temperature and it, it's really hot. It's like lava, and if you don't cook it enough, it it um, doesn't set up. And if you cook it too much, it's burned and it's terrible. And it mm. came out amazing. And so I made it every year from like 1982 on or 1981 or something. I mean, I still have the the sheet from the, the magazine that I ripped out. Um, no way. Yeah. I mean, my recipe file is like in kid handwriting. A lot of it's in like little kid handwriting where I was making mm. up recipes, you know, and sadly they were mostly based on like chicken soup, like cream of mushroom soup or something, but Hey, I was trying to make new recipes. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. There is a certain element of being able to do that. I know for myself, um, when I like wash dishes, it makes me feel really good. I yeah, feel like yeah. I'm washing my life, like cleaning my life in a certain sense. Okay. And, you know, what does baking mean for you? Like, why has it been so, uh, such a passion and love of yours? Um, it's, it's my happy place for sure. It's like, if mm. I was sad, I would be baking. If I was happy, I would be baking. If people were coming over, I'm baking. Like, it's just like, <laughs> I guess I'm always baking, but it just... I get to create stuff because I like to make stuff. I'm a quilter. I like to paint a little bit and I like oh. to write, you know, I make ornaments sometimes, you know, I just like to dabble and stuff. So I feel like I'm a dabbler in lots of things, but I've been cooking a really long time. And so um, it's like an adventure. I find a new recipe and I think, Ooh, do I want to make it like this? Or, Ooh, I could do it like that. You know, there's a lot of, I forgot your question completely, but there's, <laughs> there's a lot of creativity in there that I, I love, and then I get to share it. Like, that's the best part. It's like, Ooh, do you guys want some of X, Y, Z? Um, you know, I had, um, in college, I had three guy roommates. I was like, kind of like the reverse Harry Potter. And let me explain <laughs> that because, um, we had an apartment and there were three bedrooms upstairs. And at the very top, there was a loft with like an opening and okay. um, it was the size of a one, a single futon mattress. And I put a sheet over it. So like, it was supposed to just be an alcove. So I was the room above the stairs instead of like under the stairs. Oh, so I see. That's where I lived. Um, and I would always cook for them. I would cook full meals. I would bake all the time. So that I w- cause I wanted someone to eat my food and I always wanted to cook. So that sure. was, 
you know, I was just going great guns. I'm like, Hey guys, do you want this? And so I had three guy roommates and it was just be like this, you know, Oh, they hit the jackpot with you. They must have been just kind of like, can we live with you next year? And just like follow you ever, wherever they went. I hope they pitched in for groceries. I, I'm sure, you know, they were great guys. I'm sure they did. I, okay. I don't remember at this point. I just remember like foisting lots of food on humans and, um, <laughs> and we had a great time. It was because it, now I don't have as many people to eat. And so I'm always like, what can I do with that? Right. It's just, mm. Yeah. I run out of people to eat it before I run out of food. Cause I just, I'm always like, Oh, I'll try this recipe. Oh, this looks good. You know? So. Yes. Well, I mean, it's definitely, you, you sound like the heart of a community for sure, because I think givers are rare in that sense. And you have this element of just like having a lot of love to share. And um, that is expressed through food, I guess. <laughs> it is. And it, it growing up, um, I didn't really cook with my mom. I feel like she kind of kicked us out of the kitchen and that was sort of my, when I started having kids, I still didn't want kids in the kitchen because I oh. felt like, oh, they're slowing me down. And then at some point, I don't know, it just changed and it was this beautiful thing. Like my kids, I love to cook with my kids. It chokes me up because we have such a great time. The three of us will get in there and we're like, I'll do the dry and you guys do the wet. And, you know, maybe Ethan will up. So the three of us will be in there baking something or cooking a meal. And it's just like, it's just wow. beautiful. We, we laugh. We have a good time. We have this amazing food. We get to like you know, collaborate together. I just, mm. I just adore that. Um, yeah. That, that sounds like the dream. And I'm so glad that you provided them with that because these are also memories that they're going to take with them. And now when they associate motherhood, that's a pretty high bar that you set <laughs> because they're just thinking, I mean, I'm thinking about the video of you baking with your son and him cracking an egg and just having fun together because, you know, that kind of life skill for him to now go out into the world as an adult and say, Hey, I know how to do this. I know how to do that. I know my way around the kitchen. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and he's amazing in the kitchen. He, he loves to make, um, and he's, he, um, he makes this shrimp that mama, his grandma makes this, um, like, I guess it's Chinese shrimp and it's got chopped ginger, very thinly sliced ginger and garlic and soy sauce. And, you know, you, you have a lot, it's, there's a lot of chopping involved in it, but it's this, beautiful thing when he's done and he does the veggies and he makes this beautiful meal and it's like oh job like he's just amazing i'm i'm really proud of him and yes i think that that makes him a a good you know good candidate for someone in a right for sure <laughs> i don't know how to put that i was feeling awkward but yeah yeah what was the what was the switch for you with cooking with your kids like at what point were you just kind of like oh maybe i do want them in the kitchen i think i had this idea that i just was getting things done or I wanted things a certain way, you know, like I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit OCD. I'm going to just say that. Um, and so for me having less control was a little scary. And as soon as I was like, you know what, we're just going to do it how it goes. Mm. And if things are chopped right, great. And if it's not mixed right, we're going to have a good time. And then, and then it just all switched and I could see them, them light up. And, you know, it's like playing with Play-Doh, but at the end you get something amazing to eat. Oh, right 100%. On. Yeah. So I think it just, I don't know, something changed. And I thought, you know, I don't want to be that person who's like, kids can't come in the kitchen. And, mm. and you know, my daughter's this amazing baker. She like does all these breads and, and regular food. She, she whipped out the entire Thanksgiving dinner on her own. She's like, well, my dad's going to make a smoked turkey, but I want one like this. So she did the whole shebang by herself with the pies. Wow. Yeah. So. Wow. I mean, what a 
life skill that you've really imparted into them. I really couldn't think of anything more important in one sense because it's just like the self efficacy, like the self belief in that, like she could do that all by herself. That's very, very impressive because then she'll think what, what else can't I do if I can do that? Yeah. I, I, there's just so much confidence and creativity in cooking that maybe is lost on a lot of people. Mm. Um, and then the control of being able to make what you want, eat what you want, when you want, that's yes. one of the huge things, yeah. right? Make it how you like it. I, I mean, what a, what a freeing thing that is to have the ability to, to eat what you want, when you want, what a great mm. gift to yourself. Yes. I mean, so obviously we're hearing that, you know, as a child, you were very interested in baking. You seem to have this creative outlet. You didn't care too much about going out and doing all these other silly things, but you enjoyed being in and baking things and giving them to people. What else was your childhood like? You mentioned that you had sisters. Um, tell us more. Yeah, I um it's funny because you're like, you were interested in the silly pursuits. Nobody was interested in me. So I think that helped me not be interested. You know, like I wasn't like I was getting asked out. So I stayed in and baked instead, but it wasn't like I was refusing people that wanted to hang out with me. So, you know, like it wasn't this high and mighty thing. I just was like, well, I'll just be baking anyway. So, mm. um, so let's see, as a kid, um, my, we had a boat growing up. So oh, cool. yeah, like a 32 foot sailboat and my dad used to race and do some stuff and we'd go out to Catalina Island and so we'd what go, yeah so we'd go to the islands a lot so we would end up in our pajamas walking down the docks get <laughs> in the boat and I had a hole for a bed like my dad built the interior of the boat he bought a hull and then he built the whole interior he's an engineer and so he made wow. these, these side holes and one was mine and one was my sister Karen's and so we'd get in there in our pajamas and we'd wake up and we'd be anchored and you'd get out and it was all misty and we'd get the cereal in the boxes. I don't know if you ever had those before. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. The top of, and we'd be sitting there in the mist in our jammies eating on the bow oh. of the boat, which was pretty cool. Um, Super cool. Yeah, it was, it was pretty neat. So my, I, I'm, I'm one of five girls, but I'm the first three. So that was the older uh, that went there. Um, okay. And then we'd row to the island. My older sister would row us like, in a inflatable to the island and then we'd pull up the raft and then just go exploring oh wow yeah no wonder you have such an adventurous spirit that is so neat i feel like that's not something that i have a lot of you know children get to have anymore in terms of this like raw adventure have fun explore discover yeah i i I really appreciate that. And as a parent, it's a little terrifying. I can't imagine my 12 year old growing <laughs> my five year old and seven year old to the island all day. And, you know, God knows what was on the island, right? We don't know. Sure. And um, yeah, so it was, it was the 60s and 70s. So it was a little different, right? No seatbelts, your kids are in the back of the truck kind of thing. Oh, totally. But we yeah. had a good time and we saw a lot of cool wildlife. I think there used to be, I want to, I might be making this up, but I think there was big, big horn sheep maybe or bison and we'd see wow. rays and all these beautiful fish because the water was so beautiful and clear. Yes. It was neat. It was really neat. Oh, I love that. I wish I was there. Like that just sounds like the dream childhood to have. <laughs> that part was really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes to, you know, your ability to share with people, why did you choose a podcast format for, um, for baking? That's funny. It doesn't seem very intuitive. I, I 
hearing you say that, I think, why would you do something that you do hands-on and talk about it? Um, well, no, I actually think it's brilliant. So I'm not skeptical. I actually think it's brilliant. I have my reasons why, but I want to hear what your reasons why are. Um, you know, I, someone like two years ago, had said, you should do a podcast. She was saying that I should read stories or something, something about my voice. And I thought, really? You know, I didn't, and I never thought about podcasting. And then that kind of just, you know, fell asleep for a while. And then mm. the thing for your turn to podcast came up the free course. And I thought, well, it's free. I might as well try it. And I don't know why I tried it. Um, and then as I thought about it, you know, we go through the process of what you're good at and what you might do for a podcast. And I thought about doing that, or maybe I'm really passionate about using native plants in my landscape too. My um, That's a huge deal for me. So I really like to reduce, reuse all that good stuff, right? As much mm. as I can. Yeah. Um, I don't beat people up for using plastic, but you know, I try to do my part. Um, so I was thinking, oh, what should I do? And, and um, I thought, you know, it'd be really nice. Um, my kids have always said, you should open a bakery, mom, because you can't tell this is gluten-free. And I was like, yeah, but Seriously. how do I have a bakery, right? There's all the yeah. constraints of the health department and, you know, rent and overhead and things spoiling and how do you get customers and all that stuff. And I was like, that's just a lot to deal with. And, you know, I just, I would like to share, but I didn't want to have to deal with that end of things. Mm. And so I thought, well, what if I could share my recipes and show people how to do them and they True. could see how easy it is. And then, then they could still enjoy baking and have fun with their friends and, and share it with their family and no one's throwing in the garbage. Right. I thought, well, maybe, maybe I can do this because oh. I have so many recipes and if yes. people want to listen, I'd be really happy to share. Okay, I know we're not supposed to talk about other things because we're doing a bio interview for you no, right I'm now, here. but I would love to see you bring a sampler to different coffee shops in your neighborhood mm. and then see if they want to buy batches of like, do you know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of like a shop within a shop. Yeah. You don't have to have your own bakery, but what yeah. you could do is to say, okay, this store is going to order three tins of this maple fudge or whatever it is that you make. Yeah. Um, and then this way they will pay you for the entirety of what you make. You yeah. don't have to worry about whether they sell or not because that's on them now. And then you're going to have people have access to buying your baked goods in a different way. I'd love to see something like that. Yeah, that's a really good idea. What a, what a nice way to get out in the community and um, share with people and see if they're interested. I like that. Totally. And then it's called, you know, gluten-free GF and I'm oh, sorry, it's a chili bakes GF. And uh, that is maybe the name of your, you know, store. Yeah. And they'll start looking for you and then they'll find you on Instagram and they'll find you on your podcast and they'll see all these recipes, but, you know, having them featured in certain coffee shops and whatnot would just be because uh, they need people to be attracted to their store, right? They right. sell coffee. They don't sell other stuff. Or yeah. it's or it's annoying for them to sell other stuff. So yeah. I'm just yeah. seeing you. I'm gonna like you're gonna explode in all over Indiana. Like I'm gonna go one day, and all these places are gonna carry your stuff. And you're gonna have to come visit me, and I can cook you something. I can cook you an actual meal and bake something because you know. I've driven there three times now. It's only about ten and a half hours away from Toronto, so yeah. I we're gonna make it happen. I love it. Sounds can you good. tell the listeners, you know, what they can look forward to in this podcast? Um, a lot of really good bakes. Um, I test everything. So wow. I never, you know, I don't look up recipes on the internet and just 
whip them out and tell people I've made it because I don't I don't like that. I've seen way too many things. I mean, it's bad enough with regular baking, but for gluten free, it feels like, hey, there's this beautiful picture. And then you make it and you think, oh, my gosh, no one wants to eat this. Right. Mm. And then I'm really ticked off because I've wasted <laughs> all my time and then I don't get to eat anything and then I have nothing to show for it. So yes. I everything. So wow. most of the recipes are all they've already converted so many of them and they were just my regular favorites. And so I just tweaked them over time. Like, Oh, I, I really like this, but I need to make it gluten-free because I couldn't eat sure. it. So yeah. everything has been tested. Everything, you know, I've tried, I like it. It's easy. Um, mm. I try to walk people through it. So that's what they're going to expect is sort of seasonally based stuff. Um, you know, so it'll be gingerbread and pear and apple stuff in the winter and, you know, wow. persimmon and then more summary stuff. And so that will change as the seasons go. And it's just, it's basically like cooking with me in my kitchen is what I want the pot test to feel like, like, Hey, come on over, come on in, let's make something. That's what I do with my friends. And uh, that's what I'm hoping to do with the people who listen. Totally. And I mean, the, just hearing about how high your standards are in the kitchen for when your kids first started coming in and you being a little bit OCD, I can just imagine how high quality these recipes will turn out in terms of flavor, color, like presentation, but also like the edibility. It's, ah, I'm so excited. Like my mouth is watering a little bit thinking about all of this. So good. That's good. I, I am not, um, you know, I'm not, what was I trying to say? I'm a little OCD. I, my favorite things in recipes are flavor. Like it has to taste really good and Mm -hmm. it can't be a giant pain in the butt to make. You know, there's some exceptions, but really like I want it to be easy and tasty and I try to make things look pretty, but I'm more of like, you know, it'll be beautiful, but not as I say, I'm OCD, but it's like, I need the freshest ingredients, but I don't, yes. like, not, I can't cut slices evenly to save my life. It's just like, I have a problem. So it's not going to look perfect exactly, but it'll be, it'll be yummy, super yummy, easy. And, you know, you won't have to kill yourself to try to figure out how to make it. Well, it won't need to look perfect because it's going to be gone very soon. So then it actually works out really well. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Well, so where can people find you on Instagram? Chili Bakes GF on Instagram. Amazing. And everyone that's listening right now, go connect with Carolyn. You can tell how big her heart is. She will probably do like a live video call with you and cook with you and bake with you and whatnot. I have no idea. I'm volunteering her right now because I want to do that eventually one day, but I can see so many more things beyond this podcast come out from you. Carolyn, thank you so much for having me here today and and just ask you and, and hear about your wonderful life. You're doing me a huge favor by, by hanging out with me and chatting with me and um, helping people learn about who I am and what I'm doing. And just hopefully they'll be excited to come join me and learn something fun. So I'm hoping that's what happens. Thank you. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. We're all going to see pictures upon pictures on Pinterest and Instagram of your creations from other people. And it's going to be the best. I can't wait to see it all. Thank you. Thank you.